Uh, and when you want to brand yourself, right? If you're just starting out and then you're about to enter university, right? And or or, or you're trying to figure out a career for yourself, right? Um, like I said, um, it's it's all about it's all about understanding your values, your vision, your mission, and putting out there on a dot com. So whatever digital medium that is, even if even if you have a YouTube channel and you're putting yourself out there, that is personal branding, right? Anything that is related to you, that is personal branding. This is the Legit Podcast. Okay, hi everyone and welcome back to the Legit Podcast where we're going to share with you just-in-time learning tips, okay, for you to learn just-in-time in your career journey. Today, I'm honoured to have a guest who within a short space of like 10 years since graduating from university, graduating from NUS Political Science, she has worked in the fashion industry, sold cupcakes for a living, lived and worked in London, started her own digital marketing agency and is a passionate advocate for female empowerment and digital entrepreneurship. She radiates warm positivity and passion and one thing I really like about her is that she really makes everything sound so simple and easy. But she also goes beyond the talking and the teaching. She goes also to teach you how to do it. And that's why I think she's also running a digital marketing agency that teaches people how to become a digital marketer as well. All right. So without further ado, this is my friend and also my social media teacher. It's uh, Bella Haja. All right. So everybody welcome and say hi to Bella. Hello. I love the intro. Yeah. I love everything about this. Hi, guys. Hi. hi. So nice to be here. Such a pleasure. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've been the, a while since I saw you and uh, you look really excited and energetic. Huh? All right. How has things been for you, Bella? Oh, it's been it's been great. Of course, you know. Of course, it's challenging, but you know, I've I've you know sometimes in entrepreneurship and business, you have there's a lot of ups and downs. But honestly, as founders, you got to keep your spirit up. It's it's like a de facto quality that you have to have. Mm. Um, and so I really I um I think I'm keeping great. That's a very good question, actually. Simple mm. and yet so poignant. Yeah. <laughs> Great, great. Yeah. So um, today, I think we are honored to have you on the show. And perhaps before we actually begin and sharing, uh, asking you some of these questions itself, uh, could you also maybe introduce uh, to us a little bit about what, what you do and how do you actually come about doing what you do right now? Oh, thank you, Ridan, yeah. for the question. I really like the whole hype. Uh, I like the <laughs> fact that I sold cupcakes for a living, which is absolutely true. I will never, ever regret that. Uh, in yeah. fact, um, I think I learned a lot about, um, you know, marketing, right? Mm. Um, based on a very simple home-based business, uh, I graduated from Le Cordon Bleu for, for that. Um, and then after that, you know, uh, from fashion, you know, how I started off is that right after NUS, that is in 2011, uh, Mm. I went to work for Max. Max, um, you know, uh, Max is a is a fashion business based in Amsterdam. So my HQ was there. I was traveling to um to Europe for work, which is strange at twenty five when um, you know back in the day this is like eons ago. Um, yeah. traveling for work um is very uncommon, right? Um, <laughs> so it was like a big celebration moment for my family. Like, wow, travel for work, <laughs> yeah, you know that kind of thing. Now when I think back, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like uh, you know, like um, it's it's not as it's not as glamorous as what people think um, and then of course uh, I had a really good uh, marketing director and a senior vice president uh, who really guided me uh, a really good mentor who taught me a mm. lot about advertising and then it came to really like you know spread you know uh, spreading my wings and doing my own thing and I thought like you know what let's do K 
cakes um and then uh, from cakes you get like uh, the whole like uh, you know going back to uk uh, living there with my husband so a lot of people ask me this right a lot of people yeah. ask me this and i and i don't know how to answer it truthfully because i'm like oh okay there's just so many touch points but i think uh to make all our lives easier from fashion to cake it is as simple as I was once upon a time. I was in. Uh, I was in Amsterdam for work over the weekend. Decided to visit London for the first time because my NUS buddy said, "Hey, you know, in UK, in London, the cupcakes here are very nice. You know, yeah, a lot nicer than whatever you have in Singapore." I was yeah. like, "Okay, sure." So Amsterdam to London is only like an hour long trip. So I thought, like, okay, lah, I'm just gonna go to um, you know, uh, in London, mm. took an hour long trip there. And that was like the, one of the best decisions I've ever made because, um, you know, traveling solo, like I said years ago, not common, especially for girls, especially, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so I thought like, you know, I went there, I fell in love with what I saw. I called my mother. My mom is like a very traditional uh, home-based ba- uh, baker. And I was like, mommy, you got to stop what you're doing right now, you know? Um, and you have to, uh, and you have to actually uh, 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 like uh, listen to this. Yeah. So I was actually on, you know, Blackberry, you know, right? Yeah. Blackberry. Last time we all yeah, have, like, like I, I, I had a Blackberry. And then yeah. after I literally was on BBM. I know it's so strange for you guys <laughs> to hear this, but uh, there was a yeah. Blackberry Messenger. It's like your, it's like your current WhatsApp. So mm. I, I messaged uh, a picture of a cupcake that I saw that is so um, so too beautiful to be eaten. And this is a cupcake photo um, that is by Peggy Portion, right? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bakery over there. So she bakes for Madonna and like the, the royals and stuff. Um, and so when my mom saw that, she's like, come home now. Explain to me why again you want to quit your job? So I was like, I just, I just had an epiphany that I felt like, you know, I don't know. I just had that feeling where, you know, I, I was something was mis- amiss with what I was doing. So I really did came back home. Um, and then I, you know, I asked myself, like, you know, the fashion was great, but I saw, mm. you know, I saw, you know, growing up, my mom baking cakes and all that, very traditional. Maybe I can spin it into something different. And that's how Buy Bella Cupcakes was formed. Um, and so till today, uh, you will see Buy Bella Cupcakes on Instagram. And I love that the fact that, you know, um, you know, it's, it's something very humble, but it's a reminder for me. I'm 35 yeah. now. Uh, making that decision was 10 years ago. So uh, I saw, uh, yeah, yeah. And then after, so basically that journey is part of my narrative and I'm really proud of it. So nothing to hide. Yeah. Sure, and uh, can we still buy the Bella cupcakes itself? Ah, okay. If you order, uh, uh, if you order from my DM, <laughs> it's non-existent. So nowadays, I cook for yeah. my loving husband and my hmm. family. I, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's more it's more personal now. Uh, I, with uh, with my digital marketing agency, um, you know, you tend to just you know you bake uh for fun nowadays. So yes, out of hmm. passion, anything for you, Ritz, I don't mind doing this for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I I think you said that you and your husband lived in London for a year itself so how yeah. was the experience uh, living in London and working in London for that one year yeah yeah so so my husband my husband um, you know he he was he's the he's the expert I would say that right oh, after okay. uh, university so he's from he's from university uh, from NUS yeah. the same uni as I am and then he mm. he's in engineering and then afterwards right after university he was posted to um, UK um, oh. uh, for work um, so he was there for four years so when I when I got married to he came back and uh, you know we got we got we did our wedding here and then after that I moved back there with him so at, in, 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 in that in that one year that I was there I was actually still working I'm like I know you can't see these guys but like I'm actually <laughs> doing this in my hands um, um 
so what I did was I did a lot of uh, investing in myself. Um, I did a lot of volunteer work. So mm-hmm. in London, uh, we networked with other Singaporeans over there, of course. Um, but I did a lot of my, I spent a lot of my time uh, volunteering. Um, I so see. I worked with a lot of London council homes and things like that. And guess what I did? You know, I was spending time teaching, um, you know, the less fortunate uh, and, 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 you know, some groups of people like how to bake, what to do. And I'm the Singapore girl who's here to teach you how to make nasi lemak, so that kind of thing. Um, so it doesn't, it never really stopped. Like I, 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 I've always felt like um, it's very important to not, uh, to not be stagnant. Um, so, so I'm a, I'm a personality A, I think. Yes. You know, I'm a, like, a, oh, do it, you know? So, yeah. So, so even if I, I could have vacation like in UK, but um, I was actually working and figuring out myself. So, yeah. So it's a journey of where you are, you know, you're still uh, looking for things to do and uh, to keep busy, even though it's like a vacation so-called. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mind just doesn't stop. No, it's not. I mean, like, uh, you could have a choice. I mean, like, I mean, I could have just, you know, been at home and like be mm. a tie-dye and all that. But like, uh, I think what was important is um, that, that element of um, understanding, um, you know, what you can do with your time. And I think time is so precious. And especially, you know, um, especially for those who are listening and you are and you are you're just figuring out yourself i'm gonna i'm telling you this right at my third is that it is fine it is fine to have that moments of like i have no idea what to do right because i remember going wanting to i mean like we were about to come back to uh, singapore and i asked myself okay do i now find a job maybe work in tech because I, I actually love marketing out of the Bybella stint and like, you know, my fashion stint. I absolutely love marketing. So I know we're going to get that into that conversation. And I thought like, you know, come back, work for someone. And I realized, hey, you know what? Maybe I can start something on my own. Yeah. Sure. And one thing that comes across, and I think the listeners, right, and, and anyone who is watching this, right, will actually see that how passionate you are, especially when you're, the way you talk, right? So uh, I was just wondering, right, whether it's digital <laughs> marketing or cupcakes or your travels, you're so passionate, right, about what you're doing, right? And where uh, does this passion come from, you know? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so, um, I don't know. I think like, um, I think it's, it's, it's really important to, um, you know, as you're saying this and the fact that you're doing this, now I, I find you passionate, you know, like you're very, you're a go-getter yourself, right? It's just that, you know, we are, have like a, a different, we have different output and we have, yeah. um, you know, we have, um, maybe we have a varied missions, uh, but I think mm. passion, everyone is passionate, you know, maybe mm. someone is just more expressive. And I think I am one of those uh, on the other sphere where I'm really expressive, like uh, I'm an empath so I I I I go about with feelings you know a lot of things is like you know it has to do with my feelings and things like that but I'm I also feel like I'm very deeply analytical and I think that's the background that I get from you know what I what I what I studied in in university um it, uh, it just so happened that like you know I really love numbers uh and, and, and nonetheless and and so like um I think passion has it stems from from experience it stems from the fact that um life experience has taught me a certain thing you know with the death of my father father uh, you know when he had a stroke back in the day right uh, that was during my graduation can you imagine it's like a, for four years I studied so hard thinking that my dad is going to see me like on my on, on graduation but he was not he wasn't there uh, he was actually um, um, 
he was actually an ICU and I actually had to graduate by myself in, in, eventually. So life experience will teach you many, many things. Um, and I think um, as young people, you know, like all of us, you know, um, I think it shouldn't, it shouldn't be um, a, a, a ham- it shouldn't hamper you from being you. So even if it's a negative experience, even if it's a, diff- if it's a difficult experience, you know, you should live your life like, like yourself. And it's, and I think that's what I'm doing. I think we all have our new says it makes it is a beautiful character yeah i gotta answer so, your question i know i can be like all over the place so Ritz, you no, gotta like <laughs> so much yeah so much insight from just like uh, hearing what you're sharing itself uh, and, yeah so, this is gonna be yeah. a whole night conversation Ritz, how, yeah? i think from hearing from what you say it's really about you know uh, collecting these experiences and whether mm-hmm. it's positive or negative uh, and see how it can shape your life mm. uh, moving forward and sometimes like i think yeah. i love this thing that uh, steve jobs always like to see i remember yeah i'm not sure if you've seen this video where he's in this uh, graduation uh, kind of commencement speech uh, he oh. was uh, he was doing a, a guest speech and he said that you know in life there are things in life that we don't know why it happens but one thing will lead to another and uh, when you look back we can see how the dots connected but looking forward yeah. you have no idea <laughs> like you yeah. just have to go and, uh, yeah. and experience it itself uh. I think yeah. this is something like I think something you can relate very much with uh, I hope so I mean like I hope yeah. that like you know and in at, you know where where I am at. Let's just looking back at my experience. I hope that it has made me um, into a more learned individual. And I'm always humbled by the experience that I have. And I think it's really important because, like you mm. know, um, you know, you know, guys. I feel like um, you know, you always have to uh, you always have to be a lifelong learner. You know, it doesn't matter if you're going to the university. Um, I tell you, some of the richest people that I know in my network, they, they, have, they don't even have like um like a formal education, but they work hard. So I think being ethical in that way like like work ethic is the most important thing so remember no one's judging and i think everyone should uh strive their very best even if like uh, you know you are you are you are at your most you know your most the most down this down you know what i mean yeah so it's looking at life as a, a collection of experiences and thinking about how yes. at each point in time what what is it teaching me itself right uh, because, absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've also saw saw this, and uh, you know, I think this is something you can resonate with. Cause I saw this on social media. Uh, uh-huh. it says in life, right, you either are given a blessing or a blessing. Mm. Like if it's oh. not a blessing, then it's a blessing in the form of a lesson itself. Oh wow. wow, such a nice and powerful quote, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, that, yeah. That, that, uh, that's the you know the journey that you have been through itself, right? Yeah, I think you are a testament that you can learn. Like you know, you went from I think political science, right? Um, yeah. And then into fashion. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I think yeah, because I'm also from political science. Uh, a lot yeah. of people who graduated from political science don't end up in politics. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! Yeah, but actually, yeah. I think it's a good thing in a way. In yeah. a way, um, uh, but I think what people don't understand is that like a uh, uh, reading that as a subject, right? It makes yeah. you actually more human. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I really feel that I, I had my the most wonderful time in NUS. Um, I think it's one of the most. Uh, I mean, number one, I met my husband there. My, my husband <laughs> there. <laughs> so yeah. So hey, you never know, you know. So, so yeah. I feel like um um I feel like um you know like um you you life experience whatever that you're doing right now. Um, this is not the end. You have so much in store in the pipeline for everyone. So yeah, I really appreciate this conversation so that we can always tell the youth of today um, that, yeah. um, you know, whatever it is that they feel like they want to do, like follow your passion, follow your heart. You will get there. Mm. 
Yeah, and I was wondering, right, whether that uh, mm. uh, it's easy for us to actually say that you know we will get there. Just follow your heart and follow your passion. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. People always advise us, right? But I'm sure that there are youths out there, right? That you know that we live in a world that's very practical. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what's your advice about it? Like, you know, I remember right when I was young in secondary school, my friends were telling me, right, you need to become yeah. a doctor or engineer or a lawyer or a banker. If not, you are a failure. You know, they they will say this. <laughs> It's, a, it's yeah. a common mantra because I was quite certain that I was going to go to NUS political science quite early, like maybe yeah. when I was in secondary four, and all my friends wow. were laughing at me. Yeah, my friends were laughing wow. at me and said that you need to go to engineering, you know, you go to yeah. arts and social science, got wow. no future. Yeah, oh, and you know what's the irony? The yeah. irony is that when I was in second year or third year, I actually found some of my friends who actually laughed at me. Uh, they switched from engineering to social science. Yeah, Are so, you serious? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the full irony. Circle. Yeah, full full circle. Circle. I was like wow. secretly happy. <laughs> I was like welcoming them to the world of social science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, so I was just wondering, like, you know, how do you deal with that? Especially if you might have, some of us might still have, like, you know, parents who might tell you that this is not practical. You know, are you sure you want yeah. to start a business? Uh, yeah. What's the take on that? Yeah, I, I remember when I, I mean, like, um, you know, I, you know, reading political science and being yeah. anywhere and things like that. I was, a, I'm the first, yeah, I'm the, I was the first in the family to actually go to university. It's, it's not mm-hmm. even um, uh, common in my family tree, um, you know, uh, on this, this side of family. So, like, when I, when I was the first uh, to go, it was really like a, a celebrity moment for, for, for <laughs> me in my little, little enclave of a family, okay? Um, and so, um, yeah, and, and so um, uh, I remember after graduation right after you know after my stint uh, with Max you know I um, and and it was a really high flying career I mean like like I said I was traveling um, you know I was in advertising it was like um, sure. it was like a, it was like really like a, it was like a really big moment for any 25 year old and then I remembered uh, I had that light bulb switch and I realized that you know what this this I may not settle with this career uh, and I actually told my very close friends that I may want to do um, um, or, or may you know explore just baking at home and I remembered you know and I, last time I think we all can hang out at Hiran right in Singapore yeah, there's yeah. this like a Hiran place there's a McDonald's there and I remember yeah. just telling my friends and they're like huh like I don't understand like um they were so perplexed by that concept yeah. of like doing things out of passion so perplexed right um and oh, the thing job. is that that scared me too because as I was saying it, I didn't know that I was going to manifest. It was just like exploring options and just telling myself like, hey, maybe uh, maybe I can actually do something else other than that. Um, and of course, it's very hard to to let go of that narrative of like, you are just, you are a graduate. You just graduated and you have a yeah. high paying career and you're yeah. doing all that to, to follow your passion uh i'm gonna tell you guys uh it's not gonna be easy um that route is not gonna be easy um your family members are definitely gonna question your intent um uh, black sheep definitely um so there were a lot of times where i was like really doubting myself also and and remember um i i'm uh, that I, I i i'm a i'm a minority within a minority within a minority within a minority <laughs> meaning to say that like you know i'm already a female in the family first graduate and then after that the whole thing of like oh my god like uh you're in hijab like uh is, is this is this is this gonna be great as a career you know, a lot of these things right like um a lot of these things that i, I start to question because it's not easy right um, um yeah. especially because mm-hmm. a lot of my friends in my network want to take the safer route so um so so what i realized is that rejection 
is normal. And at first, in the face of adversity, when you can actually accept rejection and you can actually accept these comments and you can actually accept it and actually lift yourself and phoenix yourself out of that, that is a skill set that every entrepreneur um, should have or will have or or, or or this is something that, um, again, uh, is part of your character. So I think um, entrepreneurship may not necessarily make you into a business business owner, but I think the idea of the fact that um, you are enterprising, that your mindset is, is in there for growth. So growth mindset is so important. So out of the comments that I get and I've gotten from family members and, and mm. things like that, at the end of the day, I realized that I had to do me. Like I, I had to to really prove to myself that like, you know, I can do it. So I immediately with the cake business, I remember go for the big gun clients. Like by Bella Cupcakes out of a small time, like a small business, like my clients were Singapore Tourism Board. Like I was, uh, and I was baking cakes and I was running workshops for Singapore Airlines. So I was like, not a regular home-based business. Like I really went for it because again, my skill set in, um, my skill set in marketing, right, allowed me to attract ideas deal clients so you learn along the way so i think if anybody says that you know practical bella like come on be practical right can i do to be very honest with you if i had a kid and my kid tells me mommy i like i want to i want to spend my time um and doing part-time work is that okay so that i can actually learn you know the ropes of like like you know earning from scratch i would tell go ahead you know uh, but of course not at the expense of your studies i would say that for sure for certain i think studying i mean like in singapore context is still very important uh but i i think like following your heart um, and knowing how to not make expensive mistakes at a very young age i mean it's very important as well actually if i don't if i if you don't mind me just adding to this and yeah. i know like i said i can add i can like talk <laughs> for the whole night uh, i know right i mean I don't know whether it's a mistake to call me as your guest notice but then, you know uh, but i i think um, um I, I had my very first taste of rejection at 14 years old Sure. So this is something that uh, I've not told anyone. Uh, and this is something that is a personal experience. Like uh, when I was 14 years old, that was I was actually working. Like I was actually working for $20, my first earning um, uh, out of my um, out of my uh, an uncle's business like he ran a career business like his job his business um you know you had to basically um you know go to different offices and he said you know what bella i have some name cuts here whether you knock on people's doors and uh, you know this is suntech building tower one two three four you just go there and just give my uh, my uh, yeah, you know my name cut all right tell them this um this is the career company this is what we do and all that and i was 14 trying to really <laughs> practice oral okay so i was like mm, okay like you know i took up that job because i really thought like you know the value of money was very important we have five siblings there was five of us um and not that you know we were we were we were not necessarily you know poor but we were like you know middle class and i thought 20 dollars is a really big thing so I went out there pretending I was an 18-year-old or a 16-year-old. And this is not about child abuse or anything like that. I, I was, for certain, my parents absolutely knew that I was uh, working and, and it was, there, was, there was supervision and all that. So I was fed. So don't, don't, don't think that I was like, this is what, okay? Don't, don't spin this to something. Else. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, but, but I remember, um, I remember borrowing my sister's uh, uh, clothes, my elder sister's clothes. She's 10 years apart from me. So she's at that time, I think she's like 24 and I'm 40 and borrowed her clothes. I borrowed my father, my late father's briefcase, right? I went to work. I went to work again, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, 
holding Nim cards and I just knocked on doors, right? Uh, and this is like at the end of my summer holidays. This is like December. This is like November, December during exams, you know, after exams, lah, right? And I knocked on doors and I and I, and I said, so, hey, I, and I, I remember saying this. Hey, um, uh, hi, ma'am. Hi, sir. My name is Bella and I represent Yada Yada Korea, uh, Korea Company. Uh, my my job here, and I was literally practicing my line. Of course, I felt like g- complete gibberish. But I remember practicing and practicing and practicing and I never realized that that was actually the start of the idea that I have the gift of the gap where I had harnessed that skill right um, back in the day so learning the ropes I mean you never know how you know like what Steve Jobs said you don't know what is the, what the dots represent until yeah. at some point in your life you could actually see a bigger picture of success of you know of what you have so remember I was one of those girls who was knocking on doors and being rejected right at 14 yeah. for say people were telling me no I don't want your career business but I went for it and I killed it and I and that was at a very very young age so I think enterprising uh, being enterprising I mean for me personally it started really young yeah, sounds sounds like wow, such an interesting uh, you know, interesting thing to do, like such a great part-time job because we always hear about like youth at the part-time jobs as like you know, they will be at the bubble tea shop yeah. or at McDonald's and all that. It's great. You, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's great to, for you to, you know, that it's like I also imagine that sometimes when we are stopped by people, I have you know these people at our MRT stations, <laughs> our train stations, and then they are giving out flyers or they are selling stuff, right? And a lot of people will just, you know. They'll go up to them and say, and you know, I have enough insurance. I don't want to buy the thing <laughs> that you have, right? And one, I was always wondering actually how they feel, you know. So I was just wondering, like, you know, when you got those rejections, especially at a fourteen-year-old, how do you handle it and how do you move on from it? I mean, if the if 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 we are if our our listeners are used and if you're gonna get rejected, yeah. uh, we remember we are selling every day, and I and 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 yeah. I like this, and I'm gonna say this out of my. I mean, I, I listened to this mentor, um, mm. uh, you know, on podcast. His name is Grant Cardone, and he said something yeah. about. Uh, he said something about. Hey, you know what? We are selling every single day, um, yeah. and what that means is that like you're always representing yourself as an individual, no matter what role you play. You're always out there putting yourself out there representing yourself right um, and so being rejected um, is going to be part and parcel of anything we do anything we do whether or not it's business whether or not it's work um, it, it's definitely there will be there will be someone out there who will not agree with us there will be someone yeah. out there who will not you know will not have the same school of thought there will be someone out there who would not be um, um, you know uh, will not resonate with your message and and I think what is the most important thing is that like and, and I um, and I have staff right I have staff I have a team of like young millennials right and I always tell them this. It is very important that you know when you serve, you serve with your heart. But when it when it comes to the level where it has, it doesn't mean anything to you. Then yet then you know that is your threshold. So mm. um, with that being said, right, I think if you are naturally charismatic, sharpen <laughs> that. Right. If you are not, it is okay because even the best speakers sometimes they are more they are introverts yeah. as well. So I think being rejected is part and parcel of growing up. Right. In fact, I love the fact that I was rejected and that I had doors closed on my face. Right. Um, I had people telling me no because if 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 I wasn't given a no, I wouldn't get people to say yes. So I think that um that is really something that I think a lot of young people should be okay and not punish themselves too much. It is okay. 
Sure. So I, I hear that, you know, sometimes you need to get through a lot of no's in order for you to get that yes uh, somewhere along the way itself. Yeah. So yeah. I think that, yeah, it's going to, being rejected, okay, it's actually going to build up your resilience or your, you know, uh, it's a chance for you to improve as well. So then the next Absolutely. time you know better, you will also do better itself, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, when you get, when you get yeah. at a level where our grandparents are at, like when they are in their 60s and their 70s, right? You yeah. look back and you, you and, and then you become, and these nuggets of wisdom will make you yeah. the wiser person. So young people out there, you don't have to punish yourself too much, too early, too soon. <laughs> uh, right? Right, Riz? I think this is important. I think this is really important. Um, I think it's a I think it's a by de facto a quality and you see a lot of things mm. a lot of um a lot of mental health issues right especially in yeah. Singapore yeah youths right of today um and I think like hey cut like you know like you know you don't have to be so uh, um you don't have to be self-punishing it is okay not to be okay but at the same time strive very hard to be a very, um, to be a um you know I would say like a very in, uh, a person of real influence not an influencer okay we're all, I mean unless you want to really make a career out of being an influencer lah but I really rather become a person of influence that's important sure. yeah. it's very deep lah. like an influencer and then a person of real influence right so yeah. to be able to really shape the circumstances around you no matter what cuts life deals you with her. Uh, I think that's what you are doing as well, right? Right now with uh, your nimble digital agency. Please share more about then how that that light bulb moment that okay, let me start a digital marketing agency. How did that come about? <laughs> I yeah. wish I had the epiphany like in a snap <laughs> on my finger. Uh, but but to continue that story about like when I came back, you know, and all that, yeah. you know, I really had no idea where the trajectory of nimble will be. I just knew yeah. that I had to go to the internet, right? I had a laptop, I had a MacBook from my uni days. Right, um, and then I literally, I mean, like uh, I went to like um, the, the uh, I went to Google Accra how to register a business and things like that. Um, and then I really just went for it, you know. I really, uh, you know, registered myself as a company. Um, and I thought, like, you know what, registering was just one thing that I I, I could do. The next thing was to actually build the business. So, guys, I have zero idea how to build a business. In fact, I'm still learning today. Right, I'm still learning how to build a better business, uh, you know, than what I have already built. Um, and I think um that um, um how and why Nimble is what it is today because I think in my first year I I bootstrap a lot. Mm. I did everything by myself. I was like the freelancer, and I'm proud to say that I I spent a lot of time like freelancing, doing everything under the sun, just so that I can become a better service provider. You know, um, I worked for free for most campaigns. I remember when I started out, I go like, yeah, 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 no problem. I, I was a lot of I was like a uh, I was a yes girl for a lot of things, uh, only to understand that hey, you know what? There is a there is a limit to what you have to uh, what you can do, right? Um, so uh, the concept of hustling um is um, is something that you know I, I absolutely did uh, for the, the 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 first two years of building the company. My goodness, uh, I think like the 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 original nimble people, right? Uh, I mean, like we do. You, do you know that we had guys? Like I literally had guys in my team, male counterparts. Okay, so like uh, I had guys in my team, and then, and then like you know I I actually found that calling. The calling came when I saw a gap in that community after i have you know like done enough market research right in singapore realizing that there's a gap right in female entrepreneurs who value tech 
I, that was my light bulb moment when I realized that there was a gap and women needed help. That was when I realized that, hey, you know what? I think there's no harm in me going out there and just helping more women understand tech. And I think that story and the narrative, um, uh, and that's how it just evolved. It evolved, right? So today, Nimble has served the clients. I mean, like I was the uh, home baker, cupcake maker, whatchamacallit. And then now I have clients like Property Guru, I have Shortators, I have Adam Koo, right? uh, uh, just to name a few of my clients. Um, and that's the thing that, um, that's just surprising. I just don't know how I've done it, to be very honest. So yeah. I, I think you mentioned one thing called bootstrapping. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs go through that phase itself yes, where you yes. don't yeah you don't pay yourself any salary and you just get by you just sustain the business yeah. right? and you live almost day by day yeah. <laughs> itself to get things yeah. get things going. how was that uh, what was the greatest lesson i would say through that bootstrapping experience itself um, the greatest lesson to bootstrapping is that it never ends, I think, in business, you know. Um, yeah. I think the, uh, the element of bootstrapping has to happen, like, especially in COVID times. Um, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a de facto of, like, um, any business trying to trying to really just you know hold your head above the waters now you know um and so um bootstrapping to me is akin to going lean um and i feel like if anybody is keen on entrepreneurship there are books that i definitely favor uh, like wholeheartedly uh lean startup i think is one uh, i think like um i think like uh, growth hacking uh growth hacking mark uh, growth hacking right uh, by ryan holiday is another one yeah. as well um i mm. really really love these guys uh, who wrote the book because um uh, it really taught me a lot. I was really out there trying to find um, a model, right? Uh, a model yeah. for uh, a role model for myself. And I, I realized that this uh, reading a lot is one of the best investments and free investments that you can actually make for yourself, right? Uh, free, right? Literally, YouTube is free. Books are free. Ebooks are free. Um, so that is how you bootstrap because you cannot afford the seminars that are like $20,000, right? So Books, guys, books. Um, and so that's what I mean by bootstrapping is a never-ending journey, especially as a founder. So I guess that it's not only about reading, right? But it's also uh, that you went go out there and you actually experiment some of the things that they shared with you and see what works, okay? And then you kind of like what we call pivot, adapt yes. accordingly so that today yes. you are where you are, right? Yes, 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 yes. I hope so. You know, I hope so. I hope that whatever that we are talking today, I have manifested or I'm still manifesting. So yeah. I, I I hope so. I hope so. And you mentioned that when we talk about Nimble, we talk about female empowerment because you see that there's a gap, right? Between in yes. terms of female founders who are tech female founders, especially in the Singapore community itself. Yeah, I think that yeah. many years, a few years have passed since you perhaps, I think you started Nimble 2016, right? About, yes, about correct. Five years ago. Yeah. And then, yeah. And I think there's been there's a lot of progress in terms of female founders in tech itself, right? I see a lot of people on Instagram who are female founders in tech, right? That yes. are like sharing the word itself. So it's really very powerful. Uh what gives you the joy or delight of you know what what's what's the that journey all about? The, the female empowerment journey. How has it been for you? And what's your greatest wow. joy from you know, kind of advocating or being an activist for this social cause itself. Yeah. When I first started, um, you know, like really talking about it quite openly, it was really lonely because, okay. uh, because yeah, because yeah. I, I wouldn't say like I, I was one of the pioneers, but I definitely was one of the younger pioneers um, yeah, yeah. who really mm. advocated for tech for women. Uh, and I was trying to search, I was soul searching for women who resonated with my values and things like that. So it was very, very lonely um, at first. Mm. But then I found 
uh, uh, I found my other techies uh, in the community, um, and I I know uh, you know they are still doing what they are doing today. Um, uh, and and that's why I, I I really really am so lucky to have them you know uh, in my when my as, as my uh, as as part of my journey. Um, and today I see you know like after teaching and and, and mentoring over three thousand people, I cannot believe it. The numbers still baffle me, uh, baffles me. Um, uh, you know like um after mentoring so many people across the region and now they are doing their uh, they are doing their own advocacy they are continuing uh, you know whatever it is that you know i've taught them i think that uh, you know it, it really has come full circle for me right um I, i've done i feel like um, i have i've done due diligence um, and, and justice to the community that I've, I've tried to impact and people younger women are doing it younger millennials are, are working through social media stronger and better than i am and i think this is absolutely great for our singapore community and the community of women at large um so I think women empowerment, female empowerment uh, is something that really is something uh, that I'm really passionate about. So if you are a female, uh, young tacky to be, or if you're a female listener and you are listening to this, um, I'm telling you that, um, um, you know, it's, it's definitely something that is worth fighting for, right? Your values, you know, what you, what you, um, you know, what you believe in, right? And work towards collaborating rather than competing with other women. And even if you're not, uh, a female, you know, feminism starts with men as well, where you have empathy for women as well, where you understand that women struggle just a little bit more, you know, like they really, really, really struggle just a little bit more um, in the space. And I think that is a celebration for all mankind, right, where we are tolerating and we are, um, and we are celebrating diversity. So that is, I, I, I think, you know, the work that I've done, uh, and I'm what I'm still doing, um, still resonates with me right now still today yeah yeah i guess that you know sometimes it's not just the product or service that you're selling something is the message yeah uh, it's important for us to be able to find what's that message that we are advocating you're a great messenger of that message as, itself and that's why i think so many female founders right uh perhaps uh you it's a torch that you passed on to them and then now it's, uh, it's something that they paid you paid forward and then it's you know it's it's spreading uh. so i guess that Sometimes you need to find what you stand for, right? Yeah. Uh, and someone once told me, right, it's like, you know, when you look out for what you stand up, stand up for, sometimes you need to, right, also look for, like, what are things that happen that you you can never stand down? Like, you yeah. know, you know, yeah. like, you know, then this happening, I cannot do, I cannot not do anything about it. And I need to do yeah. something about it. And I yeah. think that that's equally important. What do you think? Of yeah. That? And I think social media is yeah. so helpful, right? I mean, like yeah, with yeah. the advent of TikTok, you're yeah. not happy with an <laughs> issue. You just go on the hashtag and go global warming. And literally, <laughs> there's like millions, okay, of like, yes, uh, yes. of content just on one hashtag. So I think social media has helped, which is why, which is why I, I kept saying that, like, you know, like, like even today right i really resonate with the idea that like uh, yeah. we're not here to be influencers right we are here to be real uh, people of real influence people of impact right um and and so another another thing like you know if you are if you are if you're trying to figure yourself out for those list of, of for those who are listening in you need to actually um you know listen if you're going to be on social media every single day let it be uh, you know, uh, a, a key, I'm like, let it be an account, right? Or let it be a social media feed that inspires you, right? We are always on nonsense, like on social media, but you know, if you could just spend 
time just following accounts that inspire you, motivate you, that will make you into a better person content-wise, at least in spirit as well as heart and mind and soul and body and everything like that. Let it follow, you know, like, um, you know, follow accounts that you know, really can, can, can nurture you. So I think that's that is something that is very important. Riz. I think the, the young people of today, you have the power to create content. So why don't do it responsibly? And for those who are listening to the content or watching the content, why not be participative as well? Create a comment culture that cultivates change. Like for example, it's as simple as this. I'm always like on Newsweek on Instagram. I'm always on, um, you know, like I'm uh, I'm always like on, on major, you know, like uh, accounts. And I always leave comments, yeah. And always leave comments, right? Not as a troll, okay? Yeah. But uh, uh, in hopes to really express myself, my thoughts, my feelings, right? About a certain topic. And it's such a fluid platform. And I feel like younger people, you guys have that. Greta Thunberg, for goodness sake, you know? So like um, mm. Greta Thunberg yourself guys i mean you know i don't need you to be a social activist <laughs> in that way but at least yeah. at least right um do something in social media that will um that can really impact change yeah that's a very interesting topic right uh, i mean you're the social media expert what i hear also is that you know when you look at socials itself like there's a reason why is it called news feed right because you, it's like you're feeding your soul kind of like feeding your soul so do you feed it with like all the negative stuff all the trolling and the memes or do you feed it with something that can uplift and inspire you so i guess that you know sometimes very simple thing like curating what goes into your feed is really important because of the yes. way the algorithm works like yeah. now these people don't go to the news channel to look at news they <laughs> look it through the social <laughs> media right like exactly. I think every night people are looking at how many cases are there for covid and all that yes and yes yes this very doomsday kind of scenario itself because this is what you're feeding yourself, right? So I guess Correct. that it's important for you to curate the feed, what goes in so that we are, and how you also can not only become a, cons a consumer, but also a creator, right? You know, like you say, like a very simple thing, like commenting on major accounts and you never know like the networks you can tap into or someone might respond to you. Yeah, You never know like, yes. you know, where that, yes. that little yes. comment could lead you to, yeah? Yeah, uh, to be very honest, my bis the yeah. best business collaborations that I've made, um, yeah. they're all from Instagram, right? It's yeah. just a little slide into the DMs, not for a date, right, guys? <laughs> like, but you know, sliding to DMs for business opportunities. I mean, that is how, yeah. um, that is how fluid you know it is today to do business. Uh, if you want to collaborate, you want to do a giveaway, you wanna you wanna talk to other business owners directly, the founders directly. Um, I mean, like sliding through DMs nowadays is so is 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 um it's so easy. It's so easy. So I think with that in mind, just the fact that you now can go on YouTube to educate yourself. And there are books tons of ebooks tons of audiobooks right you have um you know you have people who have been there done that who have already made expensive mistakes like i have right and you're learning from my stories and and all that i think by the time you get to doing your own business there's canva there is like um, you know a facebook creative studio so many resources out there for you to get going so i think um i think this is the best time to actually try something out of the out of the box out of the box yeah yeah, so I guess that the, the social platform has actually really transformed. People used to uh, look at it as a as a kind of distraction. And today, it still is like, you know, it's kind of like a distraction. And many, I know when I talk to some parents, that they will always take away the handphones and from their <sighs> kids themselves. They will say, you know, don't look at TikTok and all that. But, you know, it's something that the phenomenon is really very powerful. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially when we talk about something like TikTok, it was like very interesting because like um recently I have a friend or I know this acquaintance who it was... Uh -huh. 
he's just been recruited by TikTok itself, right? Yeah. Wow. So uh, it was very interesting because I think his um his um title was very interesting. It's like I think he was a manager for like I think uh con extreme content. You know, he has to regulate it. And uh, I actually found out that actually TikTok itself right, regulates like you know deletes yeah. about sixty to seventy million videos a year, right? So it's yeah. like you know sometimes it's not that they want to produce content that is uh, uh not suitable for work, not suitable for kids, okay? But you know it just happens that. This is the case itself, right? And sometimes it's something that you cannot run away from. Like socials Absolutely. is something you cannot run yeah. away from. Correct. So um, I was just thinking like for young graduates itself, how, what's the best way that we can uh, leverage on our social media? Especially when we yeah. talk about, you know, progressing in work, doing well in something that we want to do uh, when we are, especially in the new phase, whether we want to start a business or whether it's a new job that we have, how important and how do you think we can make use of the social media space? To be very honest, I I love this question because like um you know, yeah. uh, you know when we hire we check you know employees are going to check your background okay everyone yeah. is going to okay right? right just get that out of the hair right now that is out of the way now when you it comes to building a portfolio right and this is how I've done it with Hatch as well um Hatch is another youth community um that mm. I have um you know I've worked very closely with we create Instagram uh, profiles specifically for portfolios right where it's sure. a visual mm. feed where we can really see the body of the work that you do creating a Wix website. With the with you know with your experience with what you've done your projects you know your passions and all that really really important digitally having a footprint for yourself is really important and what I mean by that is that you know it, it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt to actually have a professional outlook um you know to you know even if even if you have zero experience and nothing to write in your resume I mean like just having a digital footprint out there by telling me you know what are your deepest passions what are you passionate about um you know skill like what skills are you hoping to achieve not what you have as skills yeah um i think that is something that would would really resonate with a lot of employers today especially since here's the thing um especially since that now with uh, covid we're not going back to the office we can hire remotely i can literally mm. talk to someone um in the philippines if i want to uh, i can yeah. literally talk to someone anyone in indonesia if i want to so yeah. i think like employability is so um is is uh is is right there it's right there so for me grab it guys grab the opportunity um you know talk to me come to my dms slide into my dms right you know i you can find me everywhere i think on social um and just you know if if whatever that i'm saying resonates with you as a young person then let's connect let's connect let's see you know how you know uh, how you know you i can i can match you or let's see you know if there's something for you in the pipeline uh, uh, under my wings so i think have a digital footprint for professionally for yourself as a young person yes absolutely do it all right. Yeah, so that's an opportunity for all of you out there. Okay, so you can connect with Bella Haja here. Okay, our digital marketing <laughs> guru. All right. And one thing that kind of stood out for me as well was that uh, in that latest insight that you kind of shared with us is that the idea of a digital footprint, like, you mm -hmm. know, how do you leave your mark on the social space itself? Like, I think that... Um, a, a lot of employers actually today, they actually tell me that actually they don't actually really look at resumes anymore. Like, you know, when you see some applications that goes through, whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's a job portal like jobstreet.com, they don't really look at it. But what they do is that they start to Google for mm. people. 
Yeah, and sometimes mm-hmm. they Google, even if they get resumes, they will Google for you and they'll find uh, what it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll find your, they'll yeah. track your digital footprint itself, right? So I guess that it's really important to put yourself out there in the social space and uh, it's something that you can, you know, reach regionally, can reach globally to maybe someone who is like even in, in Europe or maybe in Africa, I don't know, right, who can yeah. hire your services itself. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, guys. I think like uh, what Ritz and I are trying to say here is that yeah. um, the opportunities, I mean, like if you if the opportunity is not there for you, then create one, uh, create one for yourself, right? Um, like I said, mm. you have a laptop. I was working on my university laptop, literally with a Wi-Fi on my table, one table, right? For the longest time when we were bootstrapping, I was working and renting one tiny table in a tiny little room, right? Anything can happen if you manifest, you put your intent in it, right? If you want to create an intentional business, make sure that you understand why, your big why, Simon Sinek's, you know, why. That's really important. Um, and so I think, like, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's a world, your world is an oyster. Your world is an absolute oyster. Yeah, so you find your purpose in the world will be, your playground, the world will be an oyster. Anything can happen. Yeah, so I guess yes. that, uh, yeah, and uh, especially the social space right now. I think one of the things you also do, I think, at, at your agency itself is, uh, I think, what we call branding, right? We do a lot of branding, yes. right? And yeah. I think branding has been a buzzword, right? Especially when we got a lot of uh, uh, university students, they go to like career centers, then all their career coaches or their career consultants will tell them, oh, you need to do some personal branding. Uh, maybe could you uh, give us an insight on what actually is personal branding? And can I actually use my social media to brand myself? Yeah, personal branding is, I'm going to put a plug in here, is bellakaja.com, all right? <laughs> when you .com yourself, that is personal branding at its peak, all right? So uh, it starts, of course, a celebration of your name, a celebration of yourself, right? A celebration of your story, your narrative, your belief system, what you want to say about yourself, you know, the work that you've done. Personal branding is not just about a like a, a pretty cute face, uh, a headshot, a photography, uh, a, photo, a, a photograph of yourself is more than that, right? It's about getting people to understand what you represent, what you do, what you like, what you don't like. Um, and so branding, yes, it is indefinitely a buzzword. And a lot of times, especially in social media context, branding, um, unfortunately or fortunately, you know, it is a bin and a boon at the same time because sometimes you can get they get your branding wrong, right? You can actually get your branding wrong. So um, I think branding yourself uh, is key. Uh, and when you want to brand yourself, right, if you're just starting out and then you're about to enter university, right, and or, or, or you're trying to figure out a career for yourself, right, um, like I said, um, it's, it's all about, it's all about understanding your values, your vision, your mission, and putting out there on a dot com. So whatever digital medium there is, even if even if you have a YouTube channel and you're putting yourself out there, that is personal branding, right? Anything that is related to you, that is personal branding. So for me, please read up, read up. You know, um, you know, find and find someone, find a role model that is similar of age right mm. find a role model that is older than you perhaps that you know is that is inspiring you know uh, read up and see you know what um, you know what you can do for yourself uh, in the digital space so yes very important for me if you go to um, um, you know you will see that there's like a black 
And I'm I, I'm in a getup, right? I mean, I, that is literally my costume. I'm in an all black getup. Now that wasn't me. Like if you ask me five years ago when I started started out, but I am in black today, right? I am in black today because I feel like yes, I am an expert. Yes, I know the subject matter very very well, so I don't I don't mind going black because black showcases expertise. So that is me. That is me today. But if you ask me five years ago to go all black, I was like no. I don't think so. I was literally light pink, neon pink in color back in the day. So to me, the brand has evolved and that is okay. So guys, you know, go for it. Whatever resonates with you in terms of color, in terms of like, um, you know, brand font, whatever it is. Whatever it's uh, whatever you are most comfortable with, you know, something yes. that you can express yourself uh, in a very authentic fashion, put it out yes. there because yes. I think that, yeah. Then uh, and then you will you will learn it along the way. You will change it along the way. It's all very yeah. you know, it's just all natural part of life, lah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Uh um. Well, um. Since we are in the kind of like the topic of like social media as well as digital marketing, this is something I always wanted to ask every marketer. Yeah. So okay. I'm not. I'm sure that you can answer it well, but maybe you can give okay. an insight about this question. Is that okay. as a marketer, right? Is it true that you can sell anything? <laughs> <laughs> if you can sell ice to Eskimo, yes, yeah. you are a natural marketer. Please call me. All right. Please call me. If you can sell, if you feel like you can sell ice to Eskimo, yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that um, you know, selling is just half the deal nowadays, you know. Yeah. Um, nowadays when we are talking about brands, right, it's not just about it's not about it's not about you know what people are buying nowadays, it's about advocacy, it's about community building brand values right nike doesn't sell shoes anymore red bull um, is not a drink company anymore you know uh is an empowerment content create uh, an empowerment content creator um uh you know a company you know yeah, um, and so exactly. so that's that's um that's that's the thing about branding um that's the thing about branding and that's also the thing about marketing as well that's just a fine line to everything but of course the expectation is yes you market to sell but afterwards, after you have sold something, brand advocacy will sip in and then you realize that community is everything. So I guess it goes beyond just selling a product or a service itself to actually building real connections with people yes. who are in your community, right? Right. So yes. it's a human it's really relationship. Human yeah. relationship. Mm, really yeah. about connecting yeah. other, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, and I was just wondering because also you are, uh, since we are in the in the uh, field of marketing and digital marketing, and for any yeah. person who are interested to actually go into the field, and many of them, I think in university they are still uh, studying traditional marketing. Yeah. So for example, oh, right? Gosh. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just caught something from your website, from Nimble actually, from Nimble's website where we talk, uh, where you shared this quote which really resonated with me. You kind of shared that, you know, by the time something is deemed as a best practice, it has expired, <laughs> right? It has expired already. And many yeah. people actually told, and many people who are in the industry actually told me this, learning is an, you know, it has passed its expiration date because by the time you learn something, you go to the industry and then you say, oh, this is uh, the four piece of marketing. <laughs> and then people will look at you and say, no, we're not using that anymore. Yeah. It's already expired itself. Yeah. Right? So and I'll just... 
Yeah, I'll just add one more P. Yeah, passe. Yeah. After that, it becomes passe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I see that many people are still going to university and they are still learning about the four P's of marketing, which is like, you know. But you know, but it's true, you know. It's, it's great. It's great. Four P's of marketing still is principally mm. important. But uh, to your question, right, what happens yeah. afterwards, right? Yes. Yeah. I think, okay, so, so uh, what happens, yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, you know, like, what's the future of digital marketing? Like, you know, like, you know, what's the industry like? Okay, what are some, uh, uh, if I'm a young graduate and I'm, I'm interested in marketing, what should I be prepared for? That's a very good question. You know, I always say that, like, you know, I always like to make predictions out of hunch. And sometimes my predictions always come true. Um, back in the day, I predicted that podcast is going to be really big in Singapore. And that was four years ago. And I was talking about podcasts already, talking about the tools, Anchor FM, and now the StreamYard. We're doing this on StreamYard right now, right? Um, yeah. I think I, I think like um, uh, in the future, if you are definitely in uh, in uh, interested in, in marketing, um, look at it as a whole holistic point of view right there's an analytical side and there's a creative side the modern marketeer understands that you know you are tapping the two voices now right whether or not you are looking at it and from a data point of view whether or not you're looking at it from the creative point of view a holistic marketeer of today is someone who can tell a story very very well so i feel like if you're going to school and you're going to learn marketing don't just abs- don't just absorb just the theory that's just maybe 10% of the work that you're going to do once you're out there. But understand concepts and understand meaning and understand brands and understand advocacy, the intangibles of marketing, right? The intangibles and the effects of marketing that no one talks about, right? And it's, that is just something that no marketing promotion can buy. That is the true essence of human connection. And it's just so happened that what we are doing right now in marketing is that you're actually selling a product. So I feel like a marketers of today, uh, you got to evolve, right? Yeah. And it's not easy. Huh? If you're going to come into this industry, it's not going to be easy. Um, it's going to be hectic. Um, it's going to be something that is, uh, I mean, it's definitely not a nine to five. You can forget that, right? Yeah. But uh, but uh, it's something that you're going to love, absolutely love. So I advocate for anyone who want to come into marketing. Uh, in fact, the word marketing should be called something else, you know, nowadays. It should be called like, uh, it should be called, you know, like right, right now, I understand why I do because right now I'm an advocate for MarTech and EdTech. So anything yeah. marketing technology, like anything related to marketing and its technologies, who I love that, right? I really love that. So I, I feel like marketing has evolved and don't and don't be, you know, and, and don't feel like, I, oh, marketing, oh yeah, my salary is just going to be 2005, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, And I feel like, you know, if you have to start from the bottom, start from the bottom, right? Starting from the bottom doesn't mean that you just, you know, you just do the creative side. Starting from the bottom means that you understand what the, what the impact of your social media content is going to be. So for me, appreciate that marketing is holistic now. So I think that's the advice that I'll give anyone who wants to join my industry. So it's a, it's a holistic thing. It's not just like, you know, uh, you don't just specialize in one thing, like how to write a copy or how to design a certain graphic, but you need to be, uh, I, I guess, I think one thing that, kind of sounds stands out for me from whatever you're sharing is about being a storyteller right so we like yes and you how you are able to use both data which is the logical part of the brain or because people are always uh, persuaded by logic right uh, but people are moved by emotion so i think that yeah. uh, you need that creativity you need that uh, connection in order for you to be able to uh, deliver a message really well yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I welcome everyone, you know, to understand mm. my 
feel. Um, you know, I welcome everyone to read more. There are people out there who are my gurus for sure. If you want to sure. learn more about marketing, please go to and and and, and download a book called. Uh, Purple Cow by Seth Godin because that really shaped the oh. way I looked at marketing here in Singapore um, and, and that was how I purple cowed myself in 2016 by standing out in a crowd and sea of competitors I knew that right from the start right uh, Purple Cow Yourself guys that's by Seth Godin read that book Yeah, I I love Purple Cow as well. I think I love actually I actually love everything Seth Godin. Like you know, the, his whole series of uh, books itself from Purple Cow to like I think his latest was like this is marketing where he talks about community yeah. engagement and all that. Uh, as about I think that the idea of the Purple Cow is really about being different. It's about yeah. you know uh when you see a Purple Cow you're like hey what's that thing what's that cow <laughs> all about right? So I think exactly. that's uh, really important yes. right especially when yes, we yes, yes. are yeah when you are really. Uh, in a market that's very competitive, right? So not to be treated like a commodity. Like if not, people will just if you are the same as everybody else. I think people will not pay you a high amount of salary or pay you what you're worth because you're just an another, yeah. you know, run of the mill kind of like you know yeah. uh, commodity. Yeah. But I think you need to be different uh, and show what's the value that you have over there. I think that's where I lo- really love uh, Seth Godin. Really love his. Me too. Uh, high five. High five. High virtual five. high five. Yeah. 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 I would totally, if he comes to Singapore, I would totally go and look for him. Oh my God, I'll sign up. Yeah, yeah. I'll sign up. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, uh, I know our conversation can be a bit uh, haphazard here and there, a bit random, but I just wanted to uh, ask you also, like, you know, you you have been done so many things in your life and, you know, sometimes it can be very hectic. One thing that you kind of shared about your job schedule is that it's not a nine to five job. Don't expect uh-huh. to sit on the table uh-huh. behind a computer just because of your market itself. So I was just wondering, how do you manage it, and do you actually ever experience burnout? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think uh, managing time is very, very important to a fa- yeah. any founder right, or any business owner. Um, getting burnout is common, but it's mm. also you know it's it's an indicator that you have worked so hard you know for what you believe in. So I think that's you know that burnout is just a testament to all the work that you have done uh, to build something from absolute scratch. Uh, but also you know know that you know while it is common, it's also it's also treatable. Uh, and I feel <laughs> like you know. Um, it, it's yeah. not something that you know you don't have to go on a burnout and then you go you know you, you, you go on a burnout always it doesn't happen that way I mean like you, it's, it's always um, there's always room for you to actually um, you know you have that white space I like to call it the white space right where mm. you know you, you have you do things that are completely absolutely has nothing to do with you know work related right and that uh, that little break can actually invigorate you so I think that um, um, burnout it happens you're going to get there no matter what your passion are whether you're studying whether you are editing a video whether you're you know picking up a sport you know anything that you do you're definitely going to have that very extreme events happen in your life you know like uh, in this case a, a feeling but come back strong out of it come back strong because i think it's like after a burnout what what happens after that you rise from you know, that ashes and you rise as a phoenix so i always like that I, i've always liked that that concept of like This is exhausting. This is tiring. I cannot do this. Oh my gosh! I wish I have never even dealt, or, or, or I'm not even an entrepreneur to begin with. But um, then it wouldn't be what it is today. 
So I'm glad that I had moments like that. But uh, I think uh, now today in this today's context, like uh, I have tools, right, to help me out with my life. So there's ClickUp.com. I love that, right? ClickUp. And then there's also Calendly. There's a lot of tools for productivity. And there's a lot of tools that while I'm doing work, it helps me at ease. A lot of mindfulness um, type of content that helps me to become a better person. You have to be a mindful entrepreneur, a mindful founder. And I think that's what I've learned from all the years of, you know, burning out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting perspective. Like, I think a lot of people will say, oh, burnout is a sense that you need a rest, you need a break. <laughs> but you know, for you to say that burnout is a sense that you have been working hard, it's kind of a breath of fresh air itself, right? Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, it was like, it's pretty, very interesting. Like, you know, uh, sometimes the narrative that you have uh, in your head really makes a lot of difference itself and of course you need to do something to handle that burnout but I guess that you know that narrative kind of like uh, helps to influence like you say be a person of influence how you yeah. can proceed next right uh, and yeah. I was wondering like you know when you were burning out right what are some things that you do to like you know to just uh, keep on going itself right do you actually ask for help I, I hear that you also use some tools that uh, that can help you do things I think that one of the things that we we create for today is like, can we do more things with less resources, less time itself? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of technology mm -hmm. helps us to do that. But is mm -hmm. there any other thing you do actually to manage that burnout to keep you going? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I I love this question. Um, <laughs> I do the most silliest things like uh, I, I I do yeah. sports, believe it or not. Like I swim a lot. Um, I I cook. I am in the kitchen always. I look forward to be you know in my kitchen um, at the end of the day in over the weekend I I, I put a lot of love uh, uh, to cooking you know I mean I think it stems from the fact that you know once upon a time I actually went to Le Cordon Bleu and to learn how to cook or how to bake so I really like that um, so basically the way you mitigate your burnout I think is do whatever that makes you absolutely happy uh, do whatever yeah. that makes you free in your mind uh, even if it's like taking a bath self-care right like uh, taking a bath with a long shower even a long shower nowadays right long showers are so helpful to any founder right like a, you know you really you get the best ideas in the bathroom for yeah. some reason but that's the truth but that is really the truth so like um, I think um, there's, uh, many, there are many interpretations and many ways you can go about doing this um, I think being mindful of like all your, your your surroundings as well as your feelings as well as your 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 senses right is very very important so today I actually practice mindfulness like I, I've never really done that ever because remember I am a type A personality go-getter no no stop no joke um, uh, and but I realized that like after I myself was quarantined like in July, uh, uh, when I was here in Singapore, I really had to take that 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 uh, it was it was really a pause that I never asked. And when I did that, uh, that was my that was um you know that was me um giving uh, myself a complete break. Um. So and so I think um well you don't have to have extreme conditions like that. Having small little breaks uh and 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 working through productivity and uh, your own productivity will help and of course talking talking to people talking to mentors finding mentors right finding people that can resonate with you you will you will never uh, believe it the best mentors are actually out there just waiting for their their next student or their next mentees to come to them to, to learn from them you know and sometimes these conversations are free that is why i do free discovery calls you know because if anybody wants to talk to me for free go ahead tell me what you need how can i help you this is like the at the very core of like you know of course um of your passions right and of course it's gonna cost something in this case it's gonna cost you your time your energy so know that at the end of the day um it's gonna be worth it trust me been there done sure. that 
<laughs> so I guess that there's uh, there's uh, people that's willing to you know invest in your success even though you, they might not know you itself because I think that a lot of, of people course. who are mm, mentors I would say mentors people who are successful right I think that uh, they they'll probably have gone through the path that you have been been through itself and they will there are things that they want to share love to share itself right and they are just waiting to you know just slide a DM into their accounts or just uh, talk to them you know somehow find a find talk a way to, to talk reads, to them. talk to reads guys I mean you can slide to his DM, right? <laughs> yeah. So guess that yeah, that's helped itself. Uh, uh, whenever we feel burnout or we feel that we are stuck, I think we just need to unstuck ourselves and just do something about it and ask for help. Absolutely, hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Well said, well said, Reeds. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what we want advice you give to a uh, young graduates who are just about to go to the working world. Yeah. So if you just one last advice that you have before we leave, what would that yeah. be? What would your message be? Yes. Thank you. I mean, like another fantastic question. Uh, my advice uh, for people who are like, um, you know, in, in this trajectory, right? Okay. In this yep. trajectory, please, please, please. I think like, um, I think like it's very important that you have hmm. to understand like, what is it that you want out of like your career and what is it that you want for yourself? Because you can actually learn so much from even as simple as volunteering, uh, creating projects that, you know, like you know, like creating projects for yourself, even if they, um, you know, you want to do your own startup, even if you want to actually do something from your room, you know, and things like that, do it, you know. And I think that, like I said, don't be so self-punishing and follow your what your heart says. Sometimes, sometimes, right, um, if you actually, um, if you actually go in the path of the route less travel, mm. sometimes it is very fulfilling, so if mm. you wanna, if you actually wanna be, you know, if you wanna actually do, you know, what you wanna do best, and that is you being you, go for it, you know. Just I think like I think there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, people out there who are so afraid, so afraid to try, so afraid to try. Just because I went to computer science, it doesn't mean that I'm gonna work in data, right? Trust me. I mean, this is like Nisa Aris, a, a brand stylist. I know, okay, I literally know of someone who has a computer science degree but end up doing brand styling. Come on, right? So I think that don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of like... um of what you want to do with your life. If you want to be different, be different. If you want to do that, do that. So I think try, um, uh, try because I think like, um, uh, of course, of course, um, of course it's best that you also talk to a lot more people before you want to try something, you know, so, so daring and something you've never done before. But I think mm. there's enough narrative out there, like I said, enough narrative out there to just you know, uh, nurture you along the way. Yeah. Great advice. I think that uh, it's important for us to be authentic, to be real, to be who we are. Okay, and uh, and just to you know experiment and see what life throws at us, and to listen to some of the feedback, whether life is throwing at you or people that you're not yes. throwing at you. Yes, well. exactly, so, exactly. That's so true. Yes, so true. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Bella, for your time uh, this oh, evening. Yes. Uh, I think so much insight, so much um, insight, not only into digital marketing or entrepreneurship, but also really about how to pursue your passion and make it, you know, your maybe perhaps your profession and something that you, you know, uh, how you can achieve that happiness in your life as well. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much. I, re I really enjoyed myself today. I really feel mm. that you have asked me very tough questions, but so needed, <laughs> so poignant. Uh, but I hope that, you know, the listeners who are listening in, I hope that, you know, you know that I, you know, everyone starts from zero, zero views, zero likes, zero everything, right? Uh, and, and I hope that, you know, this podcast can enlighten you to tell you that, you know, it is okay to start from the bottom because it will only then, you know, how to climb to the top. Yeah. 